0: with led lighting beautiful waterfalls and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day you're gonna love it proudly made in america use the promo code hannity in the upper right hand corner that's masterspas.com for up to a thousand dollars off you can exercise relax recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand i trust masterspas.com all right news roundup information overload hour eight hundred nine four one sean our number if you want to be a part of the uh, program we got a big runoff in the great state of Alabama, my former hometown, uh, tomorrow for the for the Senate race to replace uh, Richard Shelby. Uh, I have known Mo Brooks since 1990, when I was broadcasting in Huntsville, Alabama. Actually, Athens, Alabama, is where the station was. I'm still friends with the owner of the station, who since sold it. But um, Mo used to fill in for me. This is from 1990 to 1992. He would fill in for me, and he was actually really good at it. He was the Madison County District Attorney at the time, and as everybody knows, became a a really strong conservative congressman, and he's now uh, serving Alabama's 5th Congressional District, Tennessee Valley. By the way, Alabama was just voted, Huntsville, Alabama was just voted like the best city in America to live in. It's amazing the growth they got. It's a very cosmopolitan city. Uh, you have people from all over the country. Some of the best, brightest engineers, Redstone Arsenal, etc., that work there. Um, anyway, this is for the runoff tomorrow, and Mo put out this ad. Here's how. Here's what he's saying in the final moments leading up to tomorrow's vote.
1: Well, the hardest thing about being a political candidate is taking the rocks and knives and arrows uh, that are thrown at you. And you know that the accusations are false. And you know you've got a fake news media or a very biased news media against you. And trying to get the word out to the public as to what the true facts are so that the public can make a more informed decision about who they really want in public office. Another challenging thing is helping the public understand what those true facts are about all the candidates when you're a candidate really what you are is a vessel for a belief system And I'm a strong believer in the foundational principles that have combined to make America the greatest nation in world history. You don't want to know what Mo Brooks stands for? Read the Constitution. Read it as it's written by people who were brilliant. Why do I say brilliant? Because they came up with this government system that has empowered us, enabled us as Americans to be the greatest nation in world history. And I'm gonna fight tooth and nail those people who undermine the Constitution.
0: I'm trying to do the math in my head. Mo Brooks is with us running for Senate. The runoff is tomorrow, and I think I've known you now over, what, 32 years?
2: That's about right, Sean. I remember when uh, you were much younger, and I had uh, less gray hair.
0: (laughs) Same here, by the way. I was a little skinnier, too, back in the day, although I work out really hard. Uh, And, well, I mean, this is going to be a close race by every account, and I know that... um, you know, I, I look at your track record. I've known you all these years. Heritage has you at a 94 percent rating, which as a conservative, uh, the NRA, a lifetime rating. Uh, if you look at other, you know, the ACU, American Conservative Union, 94 percent rating for the 114th Congress. The Freedom Works, 92 percent. Uh, Eagle Forum in in 2016. I mean, you have been and continue to remain a strong, solid conservative. You know, 22, 32 years that I've known you.
2: Well, I need you to come down to Alabama and say that in person in every major metropolitan area, because my opponents are being brazenly dishonest and trying to portray me as a woke liberal, which is the furthest thing from the truth. You know it firsthand. Okay, but that you, that is the
0: single most there. ridiculous thing anybody could ever say about you. It's so not true.
2: Well, that, that thank you for iterating that. Hopefully everyone in Alabama will hear uh, those words. But by way of example, we've got four people, four people, who have combined to spend over $15 million in attack ads on me, on Black Hawk Down pilot Mike Durant, in order to help Katie Bridge, who's never served a day in public office and is a total roll of the dice, a gamble on what she would do. In the united states senate but 15 million dollars in alabama that goes a long way it's almost like these four should just go ahead and tell the rest of the state who our next senator is going to be and i can give you their names if you want two of them you know pretty well uh richard shelby and mitch mcconnell um and that's what we're up against in the state uh they're outspending us a whole lot to a whole little because um unfortunately we conservatives tend to be frugal people and all we want is a better america uh, that that doesn't quite reach the incentive that special interests have who want to profit from government policy, who want to put themselves at the front of the line and American citizens at the back of the line. And that's what we're fighting here in the state of Alabama. But thank you for confirming to your listeners that I am a conservative, because if you listen to the attack ads launched by my
0: opponent, um, you'd never know. Where is all her money coming from? Because I've never heard of her before.
2: Well, it's coming from special interest groups generally, more specifically, special interest groups that want open borders and cheap foreign labor. The Chamber of Commerce crowd, she's a she's a part of that, the Business Council of Alabama, whose number one priority is bringing in cheap foreign labor, uh, legal and illegal. She was the uh, president of the BCA, and she ran from that position for the United States Senate. And then you've got four other individuals that have put in uh, over $15 million, uh, Richard Shelby, who Many people know as the number one cause of our $30 trillion deficit, excuse me, accumulated debt uh, in America. He's been in Congress since the 1970s, served on the Appropriations Committee in the United States Senate. There's no other person in America that is more responsible for our $30 trillion in debt than Richard Shelby. He's one of these debt junkies, spend money every which way you can. Don't worry about paying it off. He won't be around to have to, to pick up the tab. Then you've got Mitch McConnell. He's boasted about spending over $2 million in this race, and that was as of about four weeks ago. It's probably more now. Then you've got a defense contractor out of Huntsville. You know how the relationship is between defense contractors and the federal government? If they can get a, an advantage over their competitors by having a senator in their pocket, well, then they'll do it. That defense contractor has put in four uh, million dollars uh, then you've got um, a man down in southeast Alabama who's fairly wealthy he's in the uh, wood and uh, lumber business he's put in three million and of course the suppliers of uh, that lumber uh, they they want to hire cheap foreign labor so add it all up that's 15 million right there and that's before you get to the special interest groups and in particular the open borders and cheap foreign labor, Uh, groups that are supporting my opponent so it it's a lot of money for a state like alabama far more than ever has been spent before
0: one of the things about runoff elections is it's all about turnout i mean historically runoff elections have very low turnout uh how do you feel about your your get out the vote operation for tomorrow
2: we feel pretty good um we don't have as good an operation as i would prefer because of financial limitations but republicans and conservatives are starting to get it Uh, You may know Parker Griffith. He has publicly endorsed my opponent, Parker Griffith, as a liberal Democrat from the Tennessee Valley, former congressman. But most notably, word is finally getting out about a tweet sent out by the executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party. Now, listen to this. The executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party said this, quote, yep, Katie Britt's pretty awesome, super helpful to us in the Doug Jones thing in 2017 and showed real leadership in supporting the gas tax increase for needed infrastructure improvements. I think the world of her. Most de- Democrats understand she just has to say certain things, end quote, in order to win a Republican primary. Now, th- embedded in that is another big one. She and Katie Britt and Richard Shelby combined to help elect pro-abortion, pro-open borders, liberal Democrat Doug Jones in 2017. Now, we got too many people who claim themselves to be Republicans who betray our beliefs, and you see them on the Senate floor and the House floor vote against us on a regular basis. we got to get some people who will fight for us and actually stick with our team when the time gets tough. But unfortunately, uh, these weak-kneed Republicans, they're all in on my opponent, Katie Britt. So you can have a principal conservative, Mo Brooks, who Sean can vouch for me. I fight for our values in Washington, D.C. Or you can go with the same old kind of staid furniture-sitting, uh, senators who enjoy the status of the position But don't want to do what's necessary And certainly don't want to keep their campaign promises If it means that they might ruffle some feathers
0: I remember that from back when you were Madison County DA I mean, that's that's how far back we go And I didn't take a lot of vacation Because I didn't have a lot of vacation to take when I was there um, And But you, you would fill in on my radio show And everybody in, in, I know Madison County In Limestone County at the time loved you um, it's you're right about a lot of things here. You're right about the establishment. You're you're right about money and politics. Um, you're right about the the influence of Mitch McConnell in a lot of these races and the people that he would prefer to be there. And one of the reasons that I've supported you from the beginning is because I do know you to be a solid conservative. Uh, I don't think that this is a seat that Republicans are going to lose, like in the Doug Jones case. I think that that whoever wins his primary tomorrow will be the next senator from Alabama, and I just want the most. Uh, I want the most conservative people in these positions, and and that's who I know you to be. And well, I um, faced ho- the
2: Democrat. I faced the Democrat nominee a few years ago in a United States congressional race, and we beat him two to one. So there's absolutely no risk that I will lose to Will Boyd if I'm the Republican nominee. Uh, my opposition. I don't know if that person, whether she's going to be able to compete or not. There'll be a lot of conservative Republicans who remember her turncoating on us in 2017. And I'm very much concerned that some of those conservative Republicans will engage in payback and do what Katie Britt and Richard Shelby did in 2017, encouraging our Republicans to either stay at home or to write in somebody else rather than our Republican nominee. And Doug Jones, after the fact, gave Katie Britt and Richard Shelby's strategy the credit for having gotten him elected. That's how close that race was. And if you're familiar with what happened after John McCain passed away, we got John Kyle appointed to replace him. That means we had the vote to repeal Obamacare, right? Wrong, because of what Katie Britt and Richard Shelby did in electing Doug Jones in Alabama. So we would have had the votes to repeal Obamacare, but for their decision to betray our party and help a liberal Doug Jones get elected to the United States Senate.
0: All right, quick break. We'll come back. The runoff in the great state of Alabama tomorrow. Uh, Mo Brooks, uh, who I've now known for 32 years, uh, is in the runoff, uh, would be a great conservative senator from Alabama. All right, We continue with Mo Brooks. He is in the Senate runoff for the Republican Party in the great state of Alabama. I've known him for 32 years. This audience knows probably chapter and verse because I can describe what it means to be a conservative in a minute. I believe in liberty. I believe in freedom. I believe in our Constitution. I believe in capitalism. I believe in the principle of limited government, less bureaucracy, lower taxes. Uh, I believe in law and order and safety and security so people can pursue happiness at every town and every city. Uh, I believe in choice and education. We spend more per capita than any industrialized nation with the worst results. I believe in constitutionalists on the bench. I believe in uh, immigration that is legal. I believe we should secure our borders as tightly as possible. We have more natural resources with natural gas and oil than the entire Middle East combined. And we ought to be energy independent once again. I believe in in peace through strength, uh, meaning we have the biggest, meanest, toughest, kick-ass military on the face of the earth. I believe in free and fair trade. And, yes, I support our Constitution's First and Second Amendment, just to add emphasis. I don't think it's that complicated, Mo, to be a conservative.
2: It's not. And that's why virtually every group that supports what you just itemized has endorsed my candidacy for the United States Senate in Alabama. On border security, A-plus record with Numbers USA. Every year I've been in the United States Congress. Second Amendment right to bear arms. Who's going to actually fight for it as opposed to acting the act instead of doing the fight? Well, I've been endorsed by the NRA, Gun Owners of America, and NASA Association of Gun Rights. Care about moral values? I've been endorsed by Eagle Forum. Care about pro-life? I've been endorsed by Alabama Citizens for Life. Just go down the list across the board on concerted positions. I'm there. Unfortunately, Sean, as you know, uh, we operate at a monetary disadvantage because... Our people who, who support our conservative values just don't have the money that these special interests have. They just don't have the money of the establishment wing of the Republican party. So that's mm-hmm. our uphill fight. And I hope tomorrow that the citizens of Alabama will figure it out and do what's in the best interest of their country. And well, if they do you... that, then I ask them to vote for Mo Brooks.
0: Well, since 1990, you've been doing that. And since I've known you all these many years, you have proven that over and over and over again. Uh, and I enthusiastically support people going out and voting for you tomorrow. And I wish you a lot of luck in the primary. We could use somebody like you in the Senate. And uh, I wish you all the best. By the way, I haven't changed much, have I, in the 32 years since you've known me?
2: You are a firebrand, and we need people like you in the Senate. <laughs>
0: By the way, the Huntsville News... Go ahead. Well, it's now the it, 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 no longer in existence. Uh when I the day I left had an editorial goodbye to the talk show host from hell. I think that's a compliment.
2: <laughs> it absolutely is by most any news media around the United States. Any All right, my friend, media,
0: Mo Brooks I, tomorrow in in Alabama. Uh listen, tomorrow's about turnout. Forget the polls. When I'm I'm telling you when it's a runoff election, a lot of people don't show up. If you're supporting Mo and conservatism, you gotta show up. Anyway, we appreciate it. One other race, by the way, we're paying attention to is in the in Newt Gingrich's old district. And this is in the sixth district of Georgia. And a real strong, solid conservative, uh Jake Evans, he's running in a in a contested race, a runoff race tomorrow. Uh, known him for a long time he is a solid conservative so for our Georgia listeners Jake Evans if you're in congressional district number six there holding them accountable Sean gets the answers
3: no one else does. America
0: deserves to know the truth about Congress. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. You know what really angers me? I mentioned this earlier in the program today. Everyone in the Biden administration just flat out lies to us. Oh, uh, we've done everything we can do. There's nothing left that we could do about gas prices. No, we don't need to drill. No, no. And, you know, John Kerry is saying it. Granholm is saying it. judge is saying it. They're all saying it. And it's all a lie. And it's beyond frustrating. Or Jennifer Granholm saying, inflation is a global problem, she said this weekend. And she also goes on to say, you know, Biden hasn't, you know, had no reason. Why don't they cut the 18.3 cents in every gallon of gasoline that we buy, the the federal tax on gasoline? Uh, it's going to be a tough summer for high gas prices. She claimed, like, really? But now them saying there's nothing left for them to do. There's plenty they can do: increase the world supply, simple basic economics, and increase you know, our our energy independence and adopt the Trump policies on energy. We could do that. Listen, listen, listen to every Democrats the same dog. Nothing else we can do. Listen. The idea we're going to be able to, you know, click
4: a switch, bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term. With respect to energy, the uh, administration has done everything that they can to bring down energy costs. Unfortunately, that is the brutal reality. The reality is uh, that there isn't very much more to be done. How do you say that? I mean,
0: there's been, rightfully so, there's been a lot of analogies made about Jimmy Carter. You know, the Malay speech that he gave in telling us that well, we have to wear sweaters. Listen to Jimmy Carter. how that sounds just like him. It's clear
2: that the true problems of our nation are much deeper, deeper than gasoline lines or energy shortages, deeper even than inflation or recession. And I realize more than ever that as president, I need your help. I have been reminded again that all the legislation in the world
4: can't fix what's wrong with America.
0: You mean you can't fix it? Then get out of the way and hire somebody that can. It's that simple. Uh, Let's say hi to Warren is in Idaho. Warren, how are you? Glad you called.
3: I'm good, Sean. Thanks for talking to me. I've wanted to talk to you for years, listen
0: to your radio for years. Well, thank you, my friend. I've been out in Boise a couple of times. What's going on? I'm actually north. I'm in Coeur d'Alene. It's prettier. A lot of people moving out to Idaho because they like the lifestyle better.
3: Absolutely. But you know, even here in Idaho, listening to them saying they can't fix energy, I've got a small business and fuel prices, lumber prices are just killing everybody. I just had to move my daughter from Montana back home because she can't afford rent, gas, commuting, you know, and food and groceries. And it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of that. Are you in the building trades? I'm, I'm sort of in the building trades. We do real estate sign installation.
0: Okay. Let me tell you what's going to happen to your business. It's going to slow up dramatically because with rising interest rates, it becomes unaffordable For people to buy homes, new new home construction will come to a screeching halt sale of of existing homes. Similarly, will stop because people don't want to give up their two point eight percent 30 year fixed mortgage anymore. Uh, So that's going to be a big problem. Then we're going to have as a result of that home values are going to plummet dramatically and interest rates will continue to rise. Contractors. You know, the guys you couldn't find for a year out, they're now going to be dying for work pretty in, in pretty short order. All of this is a consequence of, of this insanity, climate alarmism, uh, cult that the Democratic Party's now become. All of it preventable, all of it fixable, not going to happen on their watch.
3: And they say it with the straight face. The lies, like you say, and you point out and everybody points out, they say it with a straight face because they don't care and they're doing it on purpose.
0: They said they were going to do it, Joe. How many more times do I have to play Joe Biden as a candidate saying, I'm going to eliminate fossil fuels? It's gone. I'm done. We're moving on. And then we get the. So tell me, what is the alternative? What do we replace it with? They don't have an answer for that either. So we're no. stuck. And and they're so indoctrinated. They're so brainwashed into their own talking points that they're going to let all every American suffer. Well, we're only going to take their sufferings for so long until we say throw them the hell out of office. And that's what this election has got to be about. Throwing these idiots out, you know, getting rid of the, the cult alarmists, the religious cult alarmists. Get rid of them return to energy independence, return to sound economic policies, and we can get the engine of America's economy running again. It's that simple. I wish yeah, it were complicated. We need to do it soon. <laughs> well, November's step one, but that'll that'll kind of plug up the hole in the boat that's taking on all this water and and sinking all of us. I mean, your daughter's a prime example. By the way, she's not unique. There are, I know plenty of parents now either helping their kids out financially because of the very reasons you cited, you know, if you're going to pay 6,000 more per household in Biden inflation, and if you drive a car to to and fro work, to and from work, you're going to pay another two grand in gas every year. You can't afford it, especially young people starting out. Those young people starting out that were hoping maybe they'd get their, their new home. Well, maybe they were going to pay $1,800 a month for that first house and you know with x percentage down but now they're getting close to 2700 a month okay they can't afford it they're not going to be able to afford that new home and people that are locked into low rate 30 year fixed mortgages they're going to cling to those like it's manna from heaven i promise you they're not going to they're even not going to be prices. looking to move anytime soon
3: yep even the rental prices they've priced our young people out of the markets
0: sub so 20% rentals. nationwide yep Yep.
3: In North Idaho, up here in North Idaho, the suicide rates have almost doubled in 15 to 30 year olds because of all of this. And they don't talk about that.
0: Well, you're right about all of these things and we're feeling it all. And then, you know, this is why this midterm matters so much. Anyway, Warren, I yep. can talk to you all day. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. I uh, appreciate you being with us. Uh, let us go to Diane is in the free state of Florida. Diane, how are you? Glad you called.
4: Well, thank you, Sean. How are you? I'm
0: good. Thank you.
4: Good. I've been talking to you three or four times starting in the early 1990s. When I first moved to Atlanta, you were a little puppy running around Buckhead and on top <laughs> radio. When I moved 1994 to Atlanta, I surfed the channel looking for a talk show I can listen to going to work or whatever, and I never really cared for the music.
0: Can you believe and I've been at this work. for so long? I, I the mind. same principles that I advocated in Atlanta and in Huntsville, I stand by today. I'm not really—I've never know. changed who I am as a person. But in terms of, of my value system, my belief system.
4: I was listening to a podcast the other day, and I believe it was from your buddy Bill O'Leary, which is the only reason I'm going to mention it because he's a friend right. of yours. And I believe on his show, I think it had to be his, that he was saying that these loons, his favorite word, that are talking this climate change and everything, it is part of a cult. And he said, if you take people from a cult and you try to reindoctrinate them and try to get them out of it, there's usually only like a 15 percent success rate. So
0: well, I was saying the same problem? thing last week. It sure wasn't me because I said that it exact have- thing. Well, I said to deep been, program people, is hard. The
4: two of you. I only listen to the two of you.
0: Listen, Bill so. is a, a common sense guy. And, you know, one of the things that we have in common is, you know, we, we kind of both have blue collar roots and and we have very different paths in our career, et cetera. But I think one of the I think there are two things to the extent that I've been able to stay grounded in my life. One is my my deep abiding faith in God and I believe with all my heart that this has been an undeserved life for me that God gave me. And um, and he he is, you know, the, the the most genius, majestic universes within universes. We can't comprehend God if we were supposed to. We would. But we can't. I agree. He... I'm
4: Catholic, too. I understand. I agree. And then, wholeheartedly.
0: And then the other thing is hard work. I did all those jobs. I lived paycheck to paycheck. I haven't forgotten where I came from. And it's weird, right? I mean, I can afford to fill up my tank every day if I had to. But every time I fill it up, that chip in my brain from when I was poor still exists. And I'm like, it just pisses me off. Does that make any sense?
4: Yes, it does. My one thing that I'd like you to expound on is just who the heck really is running the White House. We know Biden isn't. Is Obama and
0: I don't know, nobody really knows. Question. I have my suspicions.
4: But my next I know and you won't tell us and I hate you for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you won't share your
4: information. Now you and sound I'm like Linda. Oh, my
0: gosh. Wow. Oh,
4: listen, you're talking to another New Yorker from 20. Talking. Point. I'm talking you're to here.
0: a coffee drinking New Yorker.
4: Go ahead. Yeah. OK, so and then what are we going to do? If Michelle Obama runs in 2024,
0: you don't have any choice. You have to try. Never, you fight your hardest Trump to beater? win.
4: Can Trump beat her? What do you think?
0: I, if if I think America is now waking up to a truth, and the truth is socialism, New Green Dealism, climate alarmist, uh, religious cultism is destroying the country, and, and she following listen I I I don't dispute that uh, Oprah eight, Winfrey Obama, you know has a big following that, too but I yeah. will tell you I think most people tend to vote bread and butter issues peace and prosperity historically are what drive elections and philosophically I mean there are moments movements at times that just you know take on a certain, you know, momentum that you're just not going to be able to stop. Trump was one of them. Obama in 2008. I don't John McCain was never going to win that race. And in retrospect, I could see it. I always thought there was a chance. And we just got we have a job to do. And our job is to educate the American people and give them news and information so that they can make informed decisions. And, you know, Diane, at the end of the day, I don't know if you've had children, but at the end of the day, what I always tell my kids, I can only tell you so much. I'm not going to be there in the moments where you've got to make the right choice and the right decision. I, I'm, I can tell you till I'm blue in the face. But in that moment, you will decide and your, your decisions in life have consequences. I try to instill that in my kids all the time. And I'm blessed. Thank God. I have two really good kids beyond what I deserve. And and that's the same for all of us. We will get the government we deserve in the end. There's only so much uh, me as one spoke in this wheel that I can do, but of all of us, I looked at Dan Crenshaw. What I didn't like about Dan Crenshaw this weekend and what happened, and and they were going at him like crazy, and I'm watching this and I'm listening uh, and I'm thinking, if you don't like uh, Dan Crenshaw, don't vote for him. This is a guy. Whether you like him or don't like him, he he was a he served our country. He was a lieutenant commander. He lost his right eye in 2012 during his third deployment when he was hit with an IED explosion in Afghanistan, and it destroyed his eye. He required surgery to save the vision in his left eye. And if you think he's a rhino and you don't agree with him and you don't want him as your congressperson or congressman, vote him out. But, you know, to dismiss the fact that he gave all of that to this country and attacking him uh, the way I saw. I didn't like it. Now, Republicans are often guilty of creating these circular firing squads. And there's an old adage Reagan used to you. If if you're 80% in agreement with me, you're not my enemy. You know, we have people now that are now advocating, pushing, supporting policies that will destroy what this country once was. It will it will alter it in ways that will never be able that will be so transformative. We'll never be able to get back to where we were. So we have a much bigger fight here. And rather than killing each other in that sense, and it, I think it's it's better that, you know, you stick with your 80 percent people that you agree with rather than do what they did to him. Now, that's my opinion. And I'm not even taking a stand on, on where he is. I'm just saying killing each other is not the answer. Diane, God bless you. Thank you for the call. 800-941. shawn is our number. All right. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox News. You won't get from the mob that is obsessed over all things January 6th. Anyway, Mike Huckabee, Ari Fleischer, Joe Concha, Kaylee McEnany, Laura Trump, Jason Chaffetz, Tammy Bruce, and much, much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.